Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. You know what would have been nice? If the it, other agent would have done that. Yep. <laughs> that would have been so nice. But you did it I and did that made it. a difference. Yeah. It, it made it it might have made the difference between your seller saying, forget it. These people are annoying. They've asked for 19 things, or them just saying, okay, well we can handle this. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hello. (laughs) Hi, Alyssa. Hello, Katie. (laughs) It's episode 69. Perfect. We are doing Don't Jump the Gun. Yeah. I will say I have... I have no idea where this is going to go, but you have some stories. I have some stories, and I feel like there's so many things that happen in real estate that you're like, this is great. This is exciting. And then you, like, crash. Yes. True story. Rocket takes off, and Uh then it spirals down. Great. I'm going to make a note. And crashes. I'm prepared for this. It's such an emotional roller coaster. It's such an emotional. (laughs) We should call this the emotional roller coaster of real estate, but honestly, you're trying to help people not get on the roller coaster. Yeah. Just, you know, stay calm, think rationally. I think that especially if you're new or slow or struggling Mm -hmm. and you get a good lead. You're like, I'm going to make this work. Yeah. And like people are, what is that expression about chickens hatching in a basket? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Don't don't, put all your eggs in the same basket. um, Don't count your chickens before before they hatch hatch is what I'm thinking of. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, you see dollar signs before oh, you're even yeah. close uh-huh. to something actually happening. Right. Yes. Which I think leads to hasty decisions. Poor choices. Poor choices. Not good management mm-hmm. of the client. Mm-hmm. It leads to Pop-Tart agent syndrome. Mm-hmm. And then you don't get any money. So the disappointment is like well, then you've extra worked heavy. For no reason. Yes. And it is, yeah, it is extra heavy. Okay. Right. Um, I think that the you had a gem in there. Don't, don't, don't count your money too soon. I think there is a fine line between treating your business as a business. So I need to know where my income is coming from and yeah. how far out it is. But I typically, you know, and I record mine on my weekly overview sheet. Yeah. Like what my coming commissions are. Yeah. I, I mean, I need to know what my paychecks are. This is not unreasonable to do this, people. I'm not saying you calculate it the day of closing. But I don't ever put it on the sheet until we're through the inspection period. Sure. I surely don't put it on the sheet the day I wrote the offer and haven't no. gotten a response. Right. But I think some people, and I don't even do the math. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know what that check is going to be until I'm nearly through that inspection. Right. Some people, I think, are doing the math um, the moment they see the house. They The moment they get the call. They, from the moment. Lead, right. They're certainly like, <gasps> once they write the offer. Yeah. They're like, look at all the dollars I'm going to be putting in my bank account. And right. then you really set yourself up for disappointment if it doesn't work out because then you've put a dollar figure to it. Yes. At least 
if I haven't done that much, I don't realize what money I'm losing. I'm doing my air quotes because I'm not losing money if I never, never had, had it. it. Yeah. Never had it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that when you get excited, you're you're already telling yourself this is a done deal. Yeah. And overconfidence can lead to sloppy work. Yes. And just major disappointment. I think so that's it's a like good if place your expectations are set properly. Yeah. Then you you're calm. Mm-hmm. You're thinking rationally. Mm-hmm. You're going through the steps that you know you're supposed to be going through, even yep. though we you want to rush yeah. and like skip this and yeah. get to the closing table. So. Yeah. I think that's true. You had a story. Yeah, this was inspired like the last two weeks. I feel like, well, first of all, there's a ton of new agents in the business. Oh my goodness, they're listening. So many new agents. I know, a lot. Um, A lot of the ones that I have been talking to in our marketplace are people that have exited their corporate jobs due to COVID or needed a different schedule because of homeschooling. Yeah, that's true. Things like that. And real estate you know, just seems to be the fit for a lot of people. It's an easy fit. It's an easy fit because it's easy to become mm-hmm. in real estate. Low barrier to entry. Yes. And as we've talked about before, they, it's not, you don't always realize how hard it is and that you're not yes. just going to make all the money. Right. You know, we the have first a whole year. episode on this. Yeah. So I have been hearing these stories mm-hmm. and it has just reminded me that like when you're that new, yep. it kind of took me back. Mm-hmm. And enough, like three stories this week that have made me go, we need an episode on this yes. because it's happening. You're like, I want to address this again. Well, I want to also point out, we have a lot of brand new agent listeners and we have a lot of listeners who have not yet gotten their license, who are right. in process. So I mm-hmm. think these are going to be really helpful stories to avoid heartache once you do start. Yeah, or even the people, like if you've been in it a few years and maybe have been part-time or haven't been doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're just kind of revamping your business right now. I mean, some of the things on the list are things that I fall guilty to. Sure. Also. Yeah. You know, so. um, Okay, so let's start with uh, story number one. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so. It's like a case study. I know. (laughs) I have a few case studies for us. Case study number one. Um, case study number one, a newer agent in my office got mm-hmm. his first listing. Okay. Um, fixer upper. It's like okay. $80,000. Okay. So he tells me he got a contract on it. He's so excited. I bet. I'm like, yay, you got your first contract on your first listing. It's big deal. Well, I saw him two weeks later. I'm like, how's that contract going? And he's like, it's not really going very good. They're, they're having financing troubles and. I said, well, what is the lender saying? And he was like, well, I don't really know who the lender is. Whoa, two weeks in. So this immediately just lets me know that when you got the offer, it did not come with a pre-approval letter. For sure. Because you would know who the lender lender is. is. Yeah. And so I know it seems basic. Yeah. But it just reminds me that you're sometimes you can be so excited to just get an offer. Yeah. That you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to call my seller uh-huh. and tell them we have an offer. And But not only did you, it, you know, if you have a pre-approval letter, are you checking it for the right things? Mm-hmm. Are you email? So every time I get an offer, it's funny because I almost feel like I have gotten to this place of like skepticism. You're like, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Prove to me this letter is real. Yeah. 
Yes. I'm not wasting my time on this unless you prove it. It's like, of course, I, I do get very excited. Yes. Like, I'm very happy always when exciting. I receive an offer. But always. I also know I need to do some due diligence mm-hmm. before I call my seller. Yes. I think that sellers are called too soon. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Yes. Like, they're just, we got an offer. And then it's like... So this is usually how my conversation goes. All right, I get the offer. Mm-hmm. I immediately email the lender. Okay. And kind of just make it a little personal and say whatever the situation is. Right. Hi, Mr. Lender. I just listed this house. We've had several appointments and we just got an offer. See attached. I attach the offer. So he sees like the contract and who the buyer right. is. Um, I just wanted, before we take it off the market, I want to make sure that you're confident in getting us to the closing table. Right. This email will tell me a few things. Okay. How responsive is this lender? Right. Are they quick to respond? And I always end it with like a timely response would be appreciated. Since oh, we're I like under that. A deadline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I hope to see you at the closing table. Yeah. So I don't want to come off as like micromanaging and like I don't trust you. Mm-hmm. But I also need to know, I need you to know that like I'm going to be following up with you mm-hmm. and I'm friendly and I want us to be a team and I want us all to get to the closing table. Yep. So I'm hoping that I get a response within like an hour or two. And in the meantime, there may have been questions that I sent back to the agent. Okay. Maybe not. It just depends. Do you call the agent or do you just send these questions via email? What? Usually I just respond back via email and say, hey, do you mind? Like sometimes, and this is something that people don't look at, but sometimes like the purchase agreement was conventional 90%. Yes. And the letter, but the different. letter was FHA. Yeah, that's a big difference, especially yeah. if the house is older or has right. peeling paint. Like, yeah. which loan program is it? Yeah. So if I don't get answers to my questions within an hour, mm-hmm. I call the seller. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, to be to be fair, this is usually my protocol. I do, I type out the terms of the offer. Yes. And say, hey guys, we got an offer. The terms are below sales price. Closing costs. Yeah. Close date. Yeah. Refrigerator to remain. The offer is attached. Mm-hmm. There are a few things I want to discuss with you. Please call me the moment that you get this. And then I might shoot them a text and say, hey, just sent you an email. Yes. Because it's timely. So when they call me, they have they know what the numbers are. Yeah. They know what we're looking at. Yes. At that point, I'll say... I just want to let you know I'm waiting to hear back on the loan type or the lender emailed me back and he feels very confident in getting us to I just want to have information for them. I want them to know that I have investigated before you just Okay, so you're one hour in before you send that to the seller? Yeah. Okay. Because you've given the lender an hour to respond to your email. Yes. Okay. All right. But if if I feel like I just want to have a little bit of information fair before I call. Right. Because I know they're going to have questions. And I, mm-hmm. or, and like I said, sometimes I'll say, I have emailed the lender and I'm waiting to hear back yeah. just so they know I have done what I need to. There's a few things I want to check on to right. make sure this is good. Right. But, you know, people are so excited to get an offer. Yes. That they just don't check on. And all this homework up front can really make a difference. Yes. And how much time you and energy and emotional whatever that you spend dealing with the offer that doesn't work out. Right. So I just listed a house Mm -hmm. for 210. Okay. And great listing. um, Looks really pretty in the photographs. In person, it is old. I mean, 
it's just, it's not like we were trying to be deceiving with the pictures, but it's just an older house. Yeah. So when you walk through. It needs some love. Yeah. You can feel the creaks in the floors and things right. like that. But um, I, it was showing like crazy. And this agent called me and was like, hey, Alyssa, I just wanted to see if you had any offers on this house. Mm-hmm. My buyer's really only approved for like 200 so I didn't know if I should like waste my time if you if you're already negotiating several offers since right. it's only been on the market like a day. I was like, we have had showings, no offers yet. Mm-hmm. Then she goes and shows it, and within like 30 minutes, I have a full price two ten offer with no closing costs. So I'm like, of course, who wouldn't be excited about that? Yeah, but I'm like, but wait I'm, a minute, I know, but my brain is going, I don't understand, right? You know, like. First, your buyer told you two hundred max. Yeah. Then you wrote a purchase agreement for two ten. Uh huh. Then I emailed the lender a copy of the contract and and like to have no closing costs, especially like it. it Very weird. Yeah. The lender emailed back immediately and was like, "Yeah, they are pre-approved. They can go up to two ten. Blah blah blah." So I'm like, in this situation, I did everything I was supposed to. Yes. Something still just like didn't feel right. Okay. Too easy. Okay. So we accept. Yeah, okay. why wouldn't you? We had nothing to counter. Yeah. they. This was on a Sunday. They scheduled their home inspection for Monday at noon. Wow. I was like, so quick. This Fast is just moving. wonderful. I get a call at 11.45 the next day, 15 minutes before the home inspection. Oh, my God. Hey, Alyssa, my buyer's gotten cold feet. They just want to cancel. They told me to cancel the inspector. Okay, I'm just, I think I was annoyed because (laughs) I feel like I knew that. Like, I don't even know your client. Like, something didn't feel right. Right. Like, did you, and I'm not saying it's her fault. Things happen. Yeah, for sure. Things happen. But are you having conversations with your client about what it means to write a contract? Right, and how serious that is. Because we have been back on the market for about two weeks now. Oh, no. And I cannot tell you how many agents I have had email me asking why we went, what happened during inspections. Always. Why are we back on the market? Always. It really hurt our listing. Yeah. And I'm yeah. having to say they didn't even have a home inspection. They so just got cold feet. They just got cold feet. Did you feet. put that in the MLS listing? I did. Yeah. Might as well. I have also found that realtors aren't really reading realtor remarks. Y'all, read the remarks. Real, read your realtor remarks before you ask all the questions. Don't jump the gun. Yeah, all the information <laughs> is, don't jump the gun. All the information is right there for you. Yeah. Read it and try to read between the lines of what those things mean. Right. So read them. Read them again. Mm-hmm. Read the public remarks. Read mm-hmm. the realtor remarks. Read it all. Get some information from the listing agent. Okay. I know. All right. So that's sad. But I feel like... I would have to, if it was me, and maybe she did this, I don't know, but just saying, okay, Mr. Buyer, I understand that you want to make, do you feel comfortable? Have you, what's making you uncomfortable? Right, right. And even writing the offer. Okay. So my, because it's not like it was a multiple offer situation. They weren't forced to write. We were were showing really well. Full price offer. Okay. It's very strange. Yeah. It was all very strange. So I didn't understand how it went. Right. And it just made me question. You like, wanted to know what else. You you wanted to know more. I just wanted to know if the agent did what she was supposed to or if the client was the one running the show and was like, I love this house. This is a cute house. There's a lot of showings. I want to offer full price. And then maybe the lender, after the offer is yeah. written, the lender says, this is your cash needed to close. Mm-hmm. 
this is your monthly note. Right. So like on, on that note on jumping the gun, if a buyer is ready to write an offer, normally you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. we're going to write an offer. This is wonderful. Yeah, it's the we're, whole point. Yeah, this is the whole point. This is what everything has led up to. Yeah. That does not mean it is time to write the offer. Right. That means it's time for you as the agent yeah. to email the lender mm-hmm. and say, hey, lender, so-and-so is ready to make an offer. Mm-hmm. This is what we're thinking about offering. Yep. Can you send me a pre-approval letter yeah. so I can submit it with the offer, first of all? Yeah. Can you let me know what to expect for closing costs? Estimated cash to close, estimated monthly note. Hey, Mr. Buyer, how do you feel about these numbers? Please look at these numbers. Please look at these numbers before uh, we write a contract right, right. on a home. Yeah. But things like that just aren't happening. Well, some you don't know what you don't know. Right. Uh, and if we're talking about new agents or inexperienced agents, it, yes, it's, it is good to be excited. I don't want to poo-poo the fact that it is exciting times to get an offer or a listing or, or an offer on your listing. These are all good things. And I think visualizing those things coming to fruition is good. Imagining that contract being good and going to closing is all fine and well and good. Sure. I just, what you're saying is there are due diligence items that need to be done so that you're not on the roller coaster and also that your client is not on the roller coaster. Because what I wrote down was, you know, not only am I not counting my dollars till I pass inspection, um, and really then I'm still like tentative, you know, I'm like, I know what the number is now, but I'm not expecting it until everyone shows up at closing and signs the paper. Mm-hmm. But you're, if you're listing, you need to tell your seller, please do not pack up all of your items during the inspection. Right. I almost, am, I beg them. I'm like, please get through the appraisal. I don't want you to Before start. You pack I said, look, if you're just so anxious and you need to pack a closet or something. Right. Fine. But I can't have you taking down. Mm-mm. All of your decor no. and your paintings and your pot, putting a pot in the driveway. And I'm like, what Don't if? jump the gun. <laughs> Don't, but, but you have to steer that ship too. So you can jump the gun yourself and then you put that on your client. Mm-hmm. Just like you might be excited to write that offer for your first time buyer who said, this is it. The house for 210 is the one. Yes. And you don't talk to the lender. And then the lender says, I'm sorry, it really is 200. Like there's right. nothing they can, they can't go a penny over from their debt to income or whatever. Yes. So like. You can't, and then your buyer is disappointed, and now they've been shopping in the wrong price range. And now, oh, I've had a buyer where that happened. Basically, they were shopping in the wrong price range. Mm. Their lender had, they had not really followed up with their lender. Oh, I know what happened. This is a great story. I'm ready. I want to hear it. It wasn't their fault. Because I'm like, that seems weird, because it was within the last few years. Surely I would have made them shop in the right price range. It was not their fault. There was an agent who had listed a home $50,000 below market to encourage multiple offers and an above list, um, like offer, what you know. Okay. Well, I scheduled a showing. I, my buyers are like, this house is great. It's perfect. It's amazing. You imagine your buyers, my buyers were approved for, let's call it 200. Okay. This is a $250,000 house listed for 200. So all houses so are like this, like, right? They're like, we don't know what's going on here, but we got to get over there and see this house. And I'm like, I look it up. I look at the history. I'm like, okay, agree. Yeah. Like, you got to get here and see right. this house today. So I make the appointment like a day in advance, at least 12 hours. 
No call from the agent. No, no nothing. We go to the house. Of course, they love it. Guess why? It's $50,000 above their price. We, they're like, we need to make an offer. I'm like, well, friends, I know that there were other showings because when I went to schedule, there were blocks off on the mm-hmm. showing time. I know that. And I see my telltale sign. In the hallway where the attic is, there are little pieces of insulation. Oh, people have been in the attic. Someone has been in the attic. And I want to tell all of you new, old, whatever you are, experienced, inexperienced, that is my number one detective skill. If there is insulation in the hallway and someone has recently been in the attic, there's an offer coming. They're interested. Nobody gets in the attic of a house unless they are serious. So right. I'm like, okay, y'all, we've got this insulation, all these showings, this price is way low. Um, there's going to be other offers. I'm like, they're like, we want to make an offer. I'm like, let me contact the agent and see if they already have offers. That's a great thing to do. Guess what? <laughs> when I contacted the agent to see if they already had offers, there were, don't quote me because it's been a couple of years, four or five okay. offers, rightfully so again. Yes. House price way below. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And he's like, we've already gotten up to, let's just call it 225 And my people were literally approved. For 200 Yeah. And I had to make the call that said, I am so sorry. This is not how I would run my business. It is a very, in my opinion, inappropriate to use this method, especially when you're talking about your buyer's emotions and the emotions of other agents and wasting my time. It wasn't like I drove around the corner. It was a solid 30 or 40 minute drive to go yeah. show this house. Yeah. And um, I will never look at that agent the same way again. Right. For sure. And it worked out fine for his seller, which was all that they were worried about. They yeah. got over the list price by a lot. I n- never went back and checked, but I know it was quite a bit. Yeah. And um, so method worked for you, but that's a very looking out for number one operation. Yeah. Uh, and my, this is the, the point of the story. And my buyers took months to recover from seeing that house yes. and being able to go back and shop at 200. Yeah. Because you cannot let your buyers... I will also tell you, I recently saw um, some like social media posts about letting your buyer shop twenty-five to fifty thousand dollars high. Mm-hmm. That is a disservice to your clients. Yeah, that's not especially. Yeah, that's we're play, not in that market. You're playing with their emotions. I mean, it's just not it, unless you're in some sort of market that's in a decline where you can <laughs> get a house for fifty thousand dollars off a list. That is just setting everyone up for failure. Yeah. So my, it took my clients all like really months until they finally were able to buy a house for like one ninety five. That they were like, this will work. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it, not the two fifty house. It's not the two fifty house. It's right. not the two fifty house. So, but I think you did the right thing by calling the agent. Got a call. Oh my god. I could have written an offer. You could have written a whole offer for two oh five. But what's the point? You know, it it wouldn't have even been close. Oh, if I hadn't have called the agent, he didn't tell me there were other offers. I could have written in a full price two hundred offer, and not even known there were multiple offers. Yeah, I mean, you got to ask the questions. Um, and kind of in line with this, like another time that agents really jump the gun maybe too quickly is with showings. Yeah. So if someone is like, hey, this house just popped up, you know, before you jump in the car, yeah. of course, we're just going to go ahead and assume that you have already made sure they're pre-approved. Right. Um, and that you know who their lender is and mm-hmm. that they're a real buyer. Yeah. But even once they're pre-approved doesn't mean you can just go do that. So checking the flood zone. Yes. How many days has it been on the market? Right. Texting that agent to see if they have any offers. 
Um, Being aware of the financing type. Yes. If this is a non-FHA approved condo or townhome and you have an FHA buyer, yep. do not do the showing. Um, location, is it what your buyer said that they wanted or, or should you email back and say, hey, I'm happy to go at this time. I just wanted to make sure you knew it was 35 minutes away from your work. Oh, yes. Is that okay? Or Oh, I sometimes have to email back and be like, yes, this looks like a great house. Just want to remind you or let you yes. know that it backs up to a um, used car lot. Sure. Whatever. Yes. Uh, like a giant cell phone tower. I don't know. Like it backs up to... Um, a, you know, a rock band studio. I don't yeah. know. Like, hey, check the surroundings. Maybe check. you just I'm fine showing it to you, but yeah. Because what I don't want to do is pull up in the driveway and you say, "Oh, I don't, I don't want to get out." Right, we're here now. Nope. And you don't want to go. You got to get out there. <laughs> right. You got to go in, and I got to give feedback, and we've all wasted everybody's time. Yep. Hello, friends. We are so excited that so many of you are using the template course and the reviews are just pouring in, letting us know that it has helped your business as much as it has helped our business. Yes. Listen to this review. Thank you so much for providing this wealth of information, knowledge, and template form. So far, I've used a handful and received positive feedback like, this is so professional, or I really appreciate how organized you are. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, Your clients are actually going to say that. Yes. All right, here's another one. Thank you so much for this. I can't tell you how many times I've started this and how many notebooks of samples and notes I had. <laughs> I have ADHD and it is super hard to stay focused on getting it done. Having it all in one place is going to make it so nice. That is what we're here for. No, just look, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just yeah. use these. Yeah, nice and simple, easy, ready to go, ready for you to put your own logo on, make it sound like you. So head over to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash course slash course and check it out that's right and you're gonna enjoy them you're gonna love them you're gonna it's love gonna it. change your life literally fired <laughs> my assistant they are the best okay, enjoy bye, the template yes enjoy okay do we have case what's case study number two okay so case study number two is i received an offer okay are we studying you yes lately <laughs> lately we are okay I received, I received a text okay. from an agent, a newer agent, that said, I'm sending you an offer on Main Street. Okay. I said, great. You, I, if you people could see the look on Alyssa's <laughs> face right now, it her, her excitement for an offer is about 0% at this point. Keep in mind, when I got this text, this person had not gone to see the house yet. Oh, I'm sending you an offer, no showing? They were going for a showing. And then I'm going to send you the offer. It was offer. like noon. Showing was at 1%. Get ready. I'm yeah, having an offer. Yeah, get ready. I'm having an offer for you. Good thing I didn't jump the gun. And call your and seller. And call my seller. <gasps> hey, Mr. Seller. So exciting. Or even like screenshotting the text and sending it to the seller oh, to yeah. share in the excitement. No, don't ever do that. Don't ever do Because now they're going to be excited and you're going to pop their balloon too. Don't pop their balloon. So I took it with a grain of salt. Okay. And they're like, okay, would your se- <sighs> It was a big cluster. It was just all kind of a mess. But basically, they were like, would they consider a contingency? Okay. And I said, possibly. Okay. Depends on if their house is pending. Well, we're not sure when it would be on the market. I said, well, you cannot write 
a contingency contract without some sort of deadline. Yeah, yeah. And they said, well, what if we did a 30-day close? I said, then it can't be contingent. Because how will you have time? Because how will you have time? You you need at least like, you know. 60. Yeah. At 45. least 30 days for the house to be on the market. 30 days to close yeah. once you get an offer. And you could tell that the wheels were spinning. So she had already written the offer. Before they went to the showing? To have it ready. Okay. Well, I mean, proactive. Fine, I guess. Wasted her time. But so when they're in the house, she tells them, hey, well, when I spoke to the listing agent, she pointed out a good point. We really can't do a contingency if we don't know right. when your house is going to be listed. Again, all these conversations should have happened Pre. Before you even look at the house, yeah. before you ever text me. Yes. Are, are you educating the client and right. really making them think about their finances? Yes. Okay. So while the they're logistics. at the showing, yeah, so while they're the at the showing, they're having this conversation. Okay. They hadn't sent me the offer yet. It was just, you know, they had written it to be contingent okay. with like a 30-day close. Okay. I said... I just want, and I was, I knew she was new, so I'm helping. You know, I'm like, okay, I want you to under, do you see why that's impossible? You would have to get a cash offer on their house in the next seven days. Yeah. And it may not even be on the market in the next, like, it's impossible in this situation to do a contingency because you don't have enough information. Right. About when they're going to list their home. And so she was like, okay, well, they are approved without selling their home. Great. I said, great. Then we just have, you would have to remove the contingency because I, w- I told her, I said, I would have to, this is how that phone call would go. And I told her this, I said, I would have to call my sellers and say, Mr. Sellers, we have received an offer on your home, but unfortunately we can't accept it. Right. Because the terms do not mathematically work out. Work out. It doesn't, it is actually impossible. Right. To meet the close date on the contract. Right. When they have no time frame, it would be helpful yeah. if, you know, we could counter and say home to be listed within a week. Right. And close date to be a little bit longer. Right. To where I'm like fixing the contract that was written. Fixing. Fixing I've it. done that many times. Yes. Um, but again, it, so I explained and she was like, that makes sense. Thank you. And I'm like, okay, great. Go listen to our contingency episode. <laughs> Right. Um, that just right. aired. Um, but so then she's in the house. Mm-hmm. Again, she's very excited. She's texting me. They love it. We're going to remove our contingency. All these clapping emojis, hands, blah, blah, blah. Again, I'm sitting over here going, it's not so. Like, I see the signs because I've been there. Yes. Well, that's I've, right. I've recognized. I know. Okay. She sent me a picture oh, gosh. of like the, it said like, Sent for signatures, meaning I've rewritten the offer. I have sent it to my clients. As soon as I get it back, you're going to have it. Okay. So they remove their contingency. Well, I don't know what happened. Basically, she got a call from her clients and was like, hey, um, we're just not comfortable. Like, we don't know if we can, like, we know we're approved to remove the contingency, but we don't know what that looks like. And we don't know what our time frame is because of our job. And Mm -hmm. we, we don't know if the house will be for sale and like, you know, yes, we can do it, but how long? And right. we, we they haven't planned. No plan. No plan at all. And yeah. I never received an offer. Okay. Never did. Okay. A lot of back and forth with this agent texting me. And yeah. I would usually just be like, okay, 
Okay, but and, and you know what? I never called my seller. Thank God. I never called my seller to say no. We're expecting an offer. No, no they no. knew I rode that roller coaster alone. Thank, thank you. And I there was a I could have certainly jumped the gun and mm-hmm. kept them informed and had them on the roller coaster the whole yeah. time, yes. only to end in sadness. Yeah. Um, I could have been on the roller coaster of we're getting an offer Mm -hmm. just and even keeping it to myself but even I knew better than to Mm -hmm. get excited because I was hearing what she was saying even if she wasn't hearing Mm -hmm. what she was saying yeah it all of her questions let me know this has not been planned yeah this has not been discussed picked up on all the red flags yes yeah and I'm hoping as a new agent going through that experience it made me realize, like, this needs to be talked about. Right. Well, because we all learn it the hard way. Um, I certainly did. I made mistakes. I didn't know how to handle these things. But what we're trying to accomplish here is let's talk about what can happen and how you can avoid it. You don't have to learn the hard way. No. You don't. You can listen to this and implement good best practices. Yeah. Okay. I've had situations where, like, maybe it's a buyer that I've kind of been chatting with, but... We haven't, re- you know, it's been a while. And then they're like, this house. Gotta this have ha- it. The- so the problem is the pretty house and the pretty pictures excites them. Mm-hmm. They want to jump the gun, schedule a yeah, showing. Yeah, you have to temper down the excitement. Yes. At, at which point I have to say, great, no problem. Mm-hmm. Have you talked to the lender that I asked you to talk to? Yeah. Let's take a step back. Yes. And sometimes their response is, I'm actually not ready. Right. Like I thought, and that's okay. I want to be ready. Right. I want to be ready. And this house made me want to be ready. Yeah. But you asking me the real questions. Made me realize I wasn't ready. ready. Well, right. And you could have just let them guide you and take you on a wild goose chase. Mm -hmm. And then they would realize they weren't ready during the inspection. Yes. 15 minutes before. And that's our job. Our job. I'm not saying our job is to be the Debbie Downer. No. But it real estate is a hefty financial transaction yes it does require planning it does require really understanding your budget yes the reason people the reason we have so many cancellations and even people that do close and get in financial distress is because they did not actually put pen to paper right so yeah i just think that it's our job to be the ones that can control our emotions yes and and remember that it's a long game Yes. So it doesn't bother me when my buyer says, oh, I'm not quite ready. You're right. I need to save up my down payment. It's going to take me six more months. I'm like, fine. I'll be here in six months. I'll make a note. We'll check in then and we'll see where you're at. Yeah. But we're not going to start looking. And I've had to, you have to be firm and you have to risk losing the client. Yes. Because I can't take you on showing six months in advance of you having a down payment. No. It makes no sense. It makes no sense for you and it makes no sense for me. But some buyers, I'm not going to lie to you. We'll just go find another agent who doesn't have mm-hmm. any, you know, rules in place or sure. isn't going to make them wait. Like, so, yes, it can happen. Mm-hmm. But I think you still have to just go go forth. With- Most of them appreciate your honesty and just they do what do. you're telling they're not them a, to do. They're not upset with me. No. It kind of reminds me when I was new and I was interviewing the brokers. And, like, the second broker I interviewed, I was like, so excited Mm -hmm. and I was like I want to sign now the sky is the limit I've just been like so inspired and I'm I'm on this high of motivation Mm -hmm. and like all the money I'm gonna make of Mm -hmm. my future right and then I went to the second 
interviewee, right. which is where I landed, actually. But literally, the first question she asked me was like, do you have money in savings? Have you thought about how you're going to make right. this work? How does it work? Have you thought about the fact that the first year is a lot of training, but maybe not a lot of income Right. while you're getting started? Like, it made me go, oh, you... Thank you right. for being yes. right. Thank you for giving me <laughs> the reality. You. And this is what I needed right. because it made me realize I need a plan. Yes, as do your clients. <laughs> yes. And I think that's why I'm successful today because you made a plan. I made a plan and yeah. I budgeted appropriate right. and I went through yeah. some of the n- nuisances and pains that come along with getting started. Yeah. And my expectations it wasn't that hard to go through that hard stuff because I was told that's how it would be. Yeah. I wasn't told how fun it would be. And right. Be that it's like, so disappointed. Yeah, get rich quick. <laughs> yeah. Come be a realtor. Get rich quick. Like I would have been so disappointed. Yeah. If. You might have quit. I might have quit because I would have been like, this is not what you, you said did, it would be. Right. Because you wouldn't have known. Yeah. So it's our job. Yes. To be, to guide and direct. Yes. Agree. That's a don't, don't, don't jump the gun on choosing your broker. Right. It works in so many ways. Yeah. Okay. Do we have another case study? Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Wait. I can't wait. Y'all, I've been busy lately. I don't know about y'all, but, um, okay. So there is a couple mm-hmm. that has reached out to me a couple of times over the last couple of years because their neighborhood is doing really well. Okay. And they're like, we think we want to sell. And right. they get really excited. Like mm-hmm. something happens that triggers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We want to sell. But right. then when it comes down to it. Yeah. They're not they're really. They're not really. Well, they, they face the reality of like, but where would we go? And right. what would we pay if we left? Right. And all that. Right. So um, this house is about 45 minutes away from me. Okay. It's not. It. I do work the area, but it's not like my. Normal. Normal primary area. Okay. So. It's been a few years, but they called me and they said, hey, this house in our neighborhood is 500000 Okay. And, and, and so we feel like we need to sell now. So like, can you come over? Can you come over Saturday? Oh, right. <sighs> okay. So first of all, I said, actually, I said, that's exciting. I said, let me check some numbers for you. Right. And I have a pre, I have pre-listing homework. Right. That I send before the in-person appointment. Yes. Me saying, slow your roll. Right. We're going to, I'm not going to come out there on Saturday. Yeah. For no reason. Right. So I checked the numbers Mm -hmm. and the house that they were referring to that sold is in fact active. Has mm-hmm. been active for 73 days. So not sold. So not sold. They would like to sell it they for 500. Like yes. Yes. <laughs> Someone is asking. Somebody 500. wants their house to be worth 500. Yes. So the pre-listing email, if you've bought our templates, you know, has like the property disclosure, mm-hmm. the homeowner, all the things I need to know to list your house. Correct. Also has the checklist in there mm-hmm. of things I want done before I even come in the door. Yep. So I sent that email to them along with the CMA summary of their neighborhood mm-hmm. where I said, I just want to let you know that while there are seven houses <gasps> for sale, that's the in worst your neighborhood. And a lot of them are asking this much. The three <gasps> that have sold in the last nine months only got this, this much. much. And they were on the market for 116 days. I just want to make sure that you 
are aware. Are aware of these numbers. This is not a hot neighborhood. And as soon as you review this checklist and have all this paperwork done, when all of this is done, let me know and I will come over right there. over. I'll it has right been over. five weeks. Did, did they check back in with you? She was like, thank you so much. Didn't realize that. Um, that day on market is really high. Yeah. Um, I'm going to discuss with my husband. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So like two weeks later, I checked in and she was like, yeah, let's just talk after all the holidays. Right. Thank you. No problem. But. Guess what? I'll still be here. I'll be here. And they appreciate. They just want the truth. They want the truth. Especially sellers. And do you know who they're going to call when they're really ready to sell? You. Me. You've been very patient. Yes. And accommodating and filled with information. And and help set their expectations mm-hmm. properly. I'm not going to break their heart. When another yeah. agent could have easily said, wow, that's awesome. 500? Sure. I'll be there on Saturday. Uh, yes. We can list it for 500. Yeah, all the na- all the houses in the neighborhood are listed for 500. Yeah, that's what they're for sale for. Yes. And then you go and you drive 45 minutes and then you're there for at least an hour, an hour and a half. Then you drive back 45 minutes and guess what? You are not listing that house anytime soon. No. And if you are, you're going to do over 100 days of work and maybe never get paid. Yes. And so it just let everybody, they appreciated it. They want the truth. Yeah. And I think whenever you, whenever a client reaches out and says, hey, we're ready, can you come over? And you let them know that you're prepared for this and you actually have a checklist yeah. and homework for them. Right. That sets, sets the standard that like, this is how this process goes. And that you're interviewing them. Yes. Like you don't make, you, they did not meet the requirements to be a seller right now. Because that first meeting, they're usually wanting you to come just to tell them what to do. Yep. And I'm letting you know, I'm telling you what to do without wasting anybody's time. Yeah. And then once it's done, I will come Mm -hmm. and we will walk through together and see if there's any last Mm -hmm. minute things, but the big work will be done. Yeah. How many times have you been waiting on the property disclosure from the seller before you can even get it active? Because they just were so excited to have pretty pictures of their house. But when it comes time to their homework, they're not doing it. I know. I make them do the homework and have it ready at the pictures if they haven't already done it online. Yes. You got to have it then. And I'll tell them, we'll postpone pictures. Right. You better like, get your homework I'm done. I'm doing my job. If you're not as motivated as I am, yeah. then we'll wait. It won't work. Right. They have to do homework. I'm not going to sit on pictures for a week waiting on you to fill out a six-page property disclosure. No. Just do the do the work. No, because you have to pay for the pictures. Yeah. Okay. Any others on the don't jump the guns? I feel like I have one more, but I can't think of it. Okay. Well, that's all right. Um, I'm trying to think about back to when I was new and like, <laughs> I really, because you know, I'm, I'm a positive person. So I'm trying to find where the balance is between being realistic yeah. and being maybe overly pessimistic sure. and being overly, there's a fine, <laughs> it's line. A fine line. It's a fine line. And I, I float it. I'm not going to lie. I don't, I don't want, you know, everyone to be like, oh, this offer is never going to work out. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just have to, you know, yeah. hope that it's going to be okay. Right. But I, A lot of don't jump the gun is training your clients. So I think people need to go back to client management episode again. Yes. Um, And then just being aware that you don't have to give all the information to the seller right away. Right. I cannot tell you how many times I mistakenly said we're expecting an offer before I was like, I'll never do that again. Yes. I will never do that again. Now, when someone says, 
I'm going to send an offer. I am like, until it is in my inbox and I have read it. Yeah. It doesn't even, it doesn't exist. You're dead to me. Like you got to get it to me. I literally had an agent text me that they had already shown my listing. Hey, Alyssa, sending you a cash offer this afternoon on Main Street. Great. Next day. Hey, never got that offer. Yeah, I don't know. I sent it to my client and now they're not responding. Never heard from this guy again. I'm like, whoa. But again, you're right. How many times have we? And, and then you have to be like, oh, sorry, it didn't work out. Well, why? Well, I don't know. know people why. are. I don't know. People I, are flaky. I have, no idea. I have no idea why. Right, because then I can't. I can't answer for other people's clients. I've never talked to them. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they just changed their mind. I do think it's okay if, like, after if something happened, like this, even this contingency situation. Mm-hmm. Here's I did inform my sellers after the fact. Hey guys, I just want to let you know. Mm-hmm. That that showing from Sunday, mm-hmm. they were actually considering writing an offer, however. Yes. Um, I think that's fine. You know, just to let them know that, mm-hmm. like, now that the roller coaster has stopped yeah. and I know that nothing's going to happen, I think I owe it to them to let them it know. It existed, right? It ex- This happened. This happened. I handled it. It never came to fruition. Right. I never received an offer. And I just then let you them can know. frame it. Yeah. Good news. Someone really loved the house. They wanted to make the offer, but financially it didn't work right. out. Like at least they were crunching then, numbers. Yeah, you have the ability to put it into perspective for the seller without yeah. getting their hopes up. And even on our recent episode that we just had about following up with listings. Yes. I think it's important to keep your sellers informed of even like, hey, someone called the sign today. Yeah. Yes. I asked them these questions. I asked them if they wanted to schedule an appointment. They said no. But I just wanted to let you know that like things are happening. Things are happening because otherwise they, they don't, think nothing's they going think on. Nothing's happening. And then they ask you to do 100 open houses. Right. Because it looks like nothing's happening. Yeah. So I think it's important to let it ride itself out mm-hmm. before you get your sellers too excited yes. or you know what I like think that. on sellers my other don't jump the gun is even if everything works out y'all have done the discussions good pre-listing you know work you cannot list the property before they're done getting it ready right please don't don't jump can't the we gun. just list it without pictures no you sure can't <laughs> you cannot can't we just <laughs> list it before we paint this pink bedroom no no Mm-mm. can't we're gonna do it is it okay if we just go ahead and list it now no Mm-mm. it's not okay you've gotta wait until it's ready mm-hmm. and you gotta tell them it's gonna hurt them if they don't yeah okay i thought i had another one too but it's le- it's flew right out of my head um i've had situations where I, okay, so like say I have the buyer mm-hmm. and I submit a repair request to the listing agent. Mm-hmm. And the listing, a lot of times I have forwarded to my sellers. I will be in touch. I always wonder like, did you talk to them? Right. Or did you just like send this yeah. over? Because not only do you want to be careful in how you are mm-hmm. delivering really exciting news. Yep. But are you just delivering repair requests to your clients yeah. without any explanation yes so the other day i got a repair request and when i opened it i just closed it <laughs> that was like, like no thank you i don't even know what to do yet and i know we have a little bit of time i just needed like 30 minutes to like be in the right headspace be in the right headspace it was about 19 items on there okay it's a lot to sift through i was having trouble reading it let alone if sending you just this to my client. To your- hey guys, here's the repair requests and their report. It took me 
45 minutes. Oh, man. I went through all 19 items. Mm -hmm. I highlighted them on the report Mm -hmm. to show my seller. And then I categorized them Mm -hmm. by HVAC, Mm -hmm. electrical, plumbing, DIY. Mm -hmm. Things that you could just change that light bulb. You can handle that. Yeah. I then emailed it to my sellers and said, hey, guys, attached, you will see the full report with the items they are asking for highlighted. Mm-hmm. Um, you will also see their the formal form where they have put what they want done. Right. Below, I have categorized what they want done and typed it by. Yeah. And I have three categories where we would have to hire someone. Mm-hmm. We would have to hire HVAC, mm-hmm. plumbing, electrician. Mm-hmm. There are a few miscellaneous items you could do yourself. We just need before and after pictures as documentation that it's done. I want to remind you that if we agree to everything, they they are required to move forward. We have to have receipts for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, if we agree to some of it, but not all of it, they have three days to decide if they're going to move forward or not. I would encourage you to do as much of this as you can. Right. Let me know what you think. They, I said, call me when you get this email. And yeah. then I texted them, hey, guys, just sent you the buyer's repair request. Review, process, call me when you're ready to discuss. I have found I do like sending you, them you the information. You want to give them the information. Whether it's the offer or the repair request with my two cents in there. You've given them from, yeah. Yeah, like not only like here's the offer and here's what I think. Right, because you don't want to hear the knee-jerk reaction. No, no, no. And I want them to process that Mm -hmm. amongst themselves. Yeah. Even if it's good. Yeah. Even if it's like, hooray. Yay. Oh, wait, that's great. Because the next thing I wrote down was, this is what came back to me. Don't jump the gun on accepting an offer. Not just for the reasons you said before, but you should be contacting everyone else that saw that property before you accept an offer that is anything less than full price. You have time. You have time. Use your time. You have time. Because you know what is the worst? When they get an offer, let's just call it $5,000 off a list price, and the seller's like, great, I'm excited. This is what we were expecting. We will take it. And that's an hour after we got the offer. And then three hours later, someone says they're sending in a full price offer. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. We, <laughs> we, just, we just accepted, accepted an it. offer. Well, you ought to be going back to everyone that saw that house. Yes. Whether they said they liked it or not and saying, hey, just letting you know we have an offer. Going to need uh, you know additional offers before whatever, eight in the morning. Yeah. And then make your seller wait. No matter how excited they are. Breathe for a minute. Let them know, hey, we have until noon tomorrow to respond. Yeah. I think we should, let's hear back. Yeah. See, and I also like to see, like, what if someone schedules a showing for tomorrow morning? Yes. Even if they're not, even if they aren't the buyers, if something happens to this contract, that's just one more person that it. I can yep. follow up with mm-hmm. and say, this isn't working out. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, I just think it's important that we are not just sending things especially bad news because if i would have just sent i had trouble opening that repair request when i broke it down for them Mm -hmm. and said these really are easy items if an electrician's coming to fix one thing he may as well fix right it's not going to be that costly and actually once i categorized it i was like oh this isn't that bad this really isn't you know it would have been nice that bad if the other agent would have done that yep (laughs) that would have been so nice but you did it and that made a difference yeah. It made it it might have made the difference between your seller saying, forget it. These people are annoying. They've asked for 19 things, or them just saying, okay, well, we can handle this. Yeah. And I also responded to the agent 
and said, look, this is a lot of different random items, 19 things that could be messed up. Yeah. Like, even if my sellers agree. Right. If it's not, if two of them aren't done. Right. Yeah. We are going to have final walkthrough issues. Would your buyers consider allowances? Yeah. And? And he responded and said, these three items are the most important that they want done. They would consider an allowance instead of everything else. Right. So that just let me know, even if it would have been maybe even saved them a couple hundred bucks Mm -hmm. to do, to pay to do the work. We're going to avoid final walkthrough issues. Yeah. But I wanted to ask that agent if his buyers were open to that before just saying, we're not doing any of this. Here's $4,000. Let's just give an allowance. Right. Because then they would have been like, no. Right. We don't want the house. These things were important to us. And you just said, no, we don't want money. Well, that just goes back to you have to talk to the other agent. You have to actually work through these problems together. Yeah, before you just respond, make yeah. sure that the dialogue is open. Agreed. Yeah. Anything else in your don't jump the gun repertoire? Two little things. Let's hear it. Uh, whenever you get like super positive feedback on a listing, yes, I'm always hesitant to publish it to my sellers. Tell me why. Because then they are like, what about these people? What about these people? Right, they love the house. They loved it. They love the house. They said they were very interested. They said they might be sending us an offer. But it's like, yeah. So my my thoughts on that is two part. If you were the agent leaving feedback, even if you know that your client, the showing went really well, they could go home and have dinner and get cold feet, and yeah. you've just left feedback right. that they're very interested yeah. and that they love the house and that you're going to send an offer. Mm. Don't do that to people. Oh no, don't do that to people. No. And then as the listing agent. If you receive that feedback, mm-hmm. if maybe even before you publish it, just give your sellers a heads up. Hey, I just want to let you know they mm-hmm. did leave feedback that they're very interested. Yep. I haven't received anything yet. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're crunching numbers. Right. You know, we'll we'll have to see yeah. if this, I'll follow up on it. Right. But positive, but not guaranteed. Positive, but not guaranteed. I'm just trying to make sure that you understand the reality right. of the situation. Because nothing in real estate is guaranteed. Right. Nothing. Um, last one, which this is really like my first year to ever have like more than one larger sale price. Uh-huh. Because I just don't do a lot of the luxury stuff. Yeah. I did three this year. Mm-hmm. And it was my first year to do that. And it was funny because every time I got a big listing, other agents were like, Oh my gosh, are you so excited? Right. I'm like, they were counting their chickens before yeah, that. Like, oh yeah. They were counting my chickens before they were hatching. I'm like, I'm more nervous on this than any of the others. And I'm like, have you looked at days on market for yeah, luxury? It could be listings? three years from yeah, now. I could sell that. And and not only that, but do you realize how the day on market is so long, the time and communication and relation, long-term relationship long-term. you're about to have. Like, yeah. yes, it's great to be excited, but I think you need to realize you're going to have to do more than one <sighs> Facebook post. You're to- probably going to earn a lot of <laughs> those dollars. Yeah. So it's like, don't jump the gun on even taking the listing. I know. It's okay to say, unless you do these things, I oh may not be the right gosh. agent for you. Yep. And you really need to, in all, in everything that we have talked about today, I think it's so important to trust your gut, mm-hmm. 
be the, do what you can, you know, mm-hmm. follow up with lenders, keep expectations low. Yep. Remind your clients where we are in the process. Are yep. we in the fragile time? Are we out of the fragile time? Right. Monitor. Do they even know what the fragile time do they is? Even know, or how are you telling, or are they just right. like, oh, this is excited. So I'm excited. Right. So I just, I've been hearing with all the newness out there, mm-hmm. it's very easy to get excited. And yeah. I just wanted to be the voice of reason. I like it. To help people be excited and look cautiously optimistic. (laughs) And on closing day, celebrate. Yeah, big excitement. Big excitement. Everything is done. That is the time to just Mm -hmm. really. But I tell people all the time until don't thank me yet. Yeah. We are not there yet. Oh, no, I've had to temper down buyers and sellers and be like, you have literally no idea what could happen before a closing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know. And I'm telling you, until there are all the parties at the table and the signatures are, are had, we're not counting any chickens. I know. I've had a seller that's like, hey, can I move out this weekend? And I'm like, I can't tell you that. I can tell you that we are past inspections. Yeah. And I can tell you that we are waiting on the appraisal. But until it's done, it's, it's never done. Yeah. So I, I they hard. want to be, they want you to give them good news, but they also need the truth. They need to know what what all the possibilities are. Yes. So that they can prepare mentally and logistically and emotionally, all of that stuff. That's our job. That's our job. Okay. Are you ready for a toast? I am. Awesome. Today's toast comes to us from Sina Taylor. And Sina wants to toast her manager, Julie Downham, from Berkshire Hathaway, Indiana Realty. Indiana? Indiana. That's cool. She is, an ama- she is amazing, and our office refers to her as our momager because she oh is- Oh, my gosh. You have a momager. That's so cute. Because she is always so supportive, helpful, and inspiring. She may be short, but she is mighty in our office. <laughs> Julie celebrates our wins, listens to us cry over hard deals, helps us problem solve, and makes sure we are balancing life and work. Julie has been in the real estate business for 30-plus years and has truly influenced the careers of not only me, but many, many agents. Wow. Wasn't that good? She sounds wonderful. I know. Julie sounds amazing. She sounds like a spitfire. Yeah. I love it. A momager. A momager. She's taking care of them. Well, cheers to them. Yes. Cheers to Julie. And thank you, Sina. And y'all have an awesome day. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye.